lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast where their math teacher once called them average. And that's really mean. And my name is Larry Wu. And uh, I'm Curtis Weathers. Uh, I'd say that was a, a, a median uh, level joke. <laughs> I know that was, that was kind of bad even for us. You're, you're, you're in dad joke mode, I would say. Well, who's talking dad to be? You have one week to go. Man, this countdown has been very exciting. Are, mm-hmm. are, you, are you freaking out? Because if I were you, I'd be crapping my pants right now. But, you know. Still managing to crap in the toilet, um, <laughs> which is which is. Excellent for now. And how is the tushy, by the way? The tushy, not, not, not your tushy, but the tushy. The tushy. So the tushy. Have we talked about the tushy before? Uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The tushy's. I love the tushy. Like it is. I, I just, I just find it's a game changer. So, question about the tushy because I, I never really asked you details about it. Is it? There's no battery powered, right? It's still powered no. by the toilet somehow. <laughs> Yeah, it hooks into it. You hook it into into your tank, and then yeah, there's no there's no battery. There's nothing uh, electric or battery powered. You can get a heated one, which then you would need to plug in to the to it to an outlet. But uh, ours is just a cold water one, and it just it just sort of um, gets the. I guess it just it just gets the water from the tank and pressurizes it as it comes out the, the nozzle and the rest so, is history. So, so is it, you activate it by flushing and then no, there's like a, there's like a little, a little knob, a little commander's knob. Oh, okay. That comes out. So you can do, um, so you're you not multitasking. Nozzle wash or you can do bum wash. Uh, so nozzle wash, you know, just as, uh, if if you want to like you know just clean clean the toilet a little bit, you put it on the nozzle wash, and uh, and then the bum wash. I I don't believe I need to explain further. I think it, <laughs> it, it smells itself. So so it's not it's not it's not a multitask where you flush and it does everything all at once. I guess that would be kind of bad if you just kind of if you're if you're a dude and you're just peeing. So like you don't want this thing spraying at you. Yeah, no, it's an independent control from the from the from the flush lever. Okay. But there, there, there was, there has been, and I haven't done that in a long time because I'm pretty used to it now. But there was a couple of times where I, I got up and I wanted to do like a nozzle wash, and I turned it the wrong, wrong way for the bum wash, and just a jet of water just came like launching out and all over the, the floor. <laughs> so that is a that is a potential hazard if you're not uh, paying attention but that hasn't happened to me in a long time but it's yeah it's great it was pretty cheap i've always wanted a bidet uh and this was a a cheap way to get one read the manual before you do okay no that's good well hey you know that that's fantastic because you know i i think i remember well not being a week out but yeah being pretty nervous but i think that's normal right Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, de- definitely a little bit nervous, um, but uh, you know, like we've been doing like some things um, ahead of time, uh, you know, to make sure that we're not as 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 stressed. Good on the day, we'll still be stressed, but we're trying to like mitigate that by like you know like packing our 
packing all the stuff that we're going to have to take to the hospital ahead of time. You know, like we've got a ride arranged to come home. You know, I've already reached out to my doctor and, you know, said like, you know, we're going to have a kid. Can you take, can you take this kid on as a patient? <laughs> you know, just stuff like that, you know, so. So, uh, yeah, everything's been working out pretty good so far. Uh, very exciting. And we are recording again another Saturday party edition. So cheers, Curtis. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Uh, <laughs> what are you drinking, Larry? I'm still going through the Lambrusco, which is the uh, sparkling red Italian wine. It's 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 excellent. It's it's now my go-to drink because I, I don't know. I, I feel like I can't drink anything else other than this now. Like it's just... The effervescent is makes it nice and smooth, and it's a decent red wine. Like it's not grossly sweet; it's very dry, low acid. So it's it's very delightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are you uh, What are you drinking? It looks like a little bit. What is it? Is it a little eight bit character on it, or is yeah, it Minecraft it's a bit character? Little bit character. This is the Space Invader IPA uh, from Amsterdam. Uh, you know the uh, uh, Toronto. Uh, microbrewery that goes back a ways, you know. Okay. They've been it, they've been at it for a while. Is it super um, hoppy? It's pretty hoppy, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's six percent, which is uh, alcohol volume wise is is less than some of the IPAs that it like. Sometimes I'll have like a real a really hazy sort of seven or eight percent IPA. Uh, this one is more sort of, uh, I guess, a ho- a hoppy. Not it's not really that hazy, and it's uh, and six is like pretty reasonable. Yeah. Once it gets up into the eight, and like you know, you, you have a couple because like you you know, I'm still thinking to back in the day when I used to drink like X. You know, it was like if if you just had two bottles of X, you were like, you know, ah, I don't really feel that much. But then if you <laughs> have two tins of like eight percent IPA, yeah, it's 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 not the same. It's not a it's not an apples to apples comparison. I, I I can't say I'm a big fan. I, I'm not I'm not big on the hoppy beers. Like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, but that's just me. Well, they kind of became they kind of became just what everybody was making, right? All yeah, the microbeers yeah. were just making IPAs, IPAs, and I do like them. But like sometimes I just want like a like a British style bitter or an ale or something. That, yeah, more malt forward. But IPAs yeah. still seem to be the the beer of choice. With the countdown, I I did drop something off for you and Heather, and well, I mm-hmm. guess for baby. Now I also dropped something off for both of you. I got a bag of Texas barbecue flavored Hong Kong Lay's for Heather because I think she, you said she was a big fan of that. So I thought, okay, yes, mom needs something. And I also dropped you a, a bag to try, and this is cucumber flavored hong kong lays mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes you did you you heard me right cucumber flavored potato chips so curtis how are they well it's interesting because like you know heather heather by the way was very happy thank you very much to get those chips uh the texas barbecue but she lived in china for six years so she's tried cucumber chips before and she was like, oh, yeah, I used to really like them. So I was, I was intrigued. And yeah, the first one I tried, it was you really like you really taste the cute, the cucumber flavor. Like it's kind of like 
you eat it and it's almost like cool, like a bit cool and refreshing <laughs> in a chip, though, like something that you expect to be super savory. And that's so a potato. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so it's like, wow, this is this is different. Like, it's yeah, it's like a really sort of crunchy cucumber sort of thing. But then by the time like you've had your fourth chip, the salt just takes over and then it's just you're just kind of like eating chips with like a a hint of cucumber flavor. But the Mm -hmm. first bite I was because like usually some of these some of these chip flavors, they don't really taste like the chip, like like the flavor that 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 they're touting. Right. Like, I don't know if you remember like Hostess chips and they used to have like pizza flavor and Mm. Like roast chicken and stuff, and they tasted not really. They they like the roast chicken was just like a slightly different barbecue. Well, you know what it is. Uh, I think the roast chicken was just they 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 ground it up like a a chicken bouillon cube. Yeah, and yeah. then just kind of splashed it onto the chips. <laughs> I think that's pretty much what it was. Yeah, an oxo cube or something. Yeah, but at least these cucumber ones, it, it tasted like cucumber. So I think after baby born, maybe in the summer, and when you feel like becoming a mixologist for your first party, or maybe for baby coming out party, I think I think the the thing is to take a bag of those chips, uh, ground them up, and you use it as a rimmer for some cocktails. So you get that salty cucumber. So in a cocktail that you would normally maybe use a cucumber as a garnish. Mm. You, you know, rim it with this cucumber <laughs> flavored mm. potato chip, which is salty and cucumber flavored. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a I, good I idea. Think, like if, if, like if I were to make you a Hendrix gin and tonic, that would be a good rimmer. Yeah, because you, you would, you would, yeah, because that would be a cucumber garnish, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think that's the, I think that's the winning, winning uh, combo. I like it. That's that is the play. I'm going to try it. Okay. So, just a follow up from a story that you and I did. Uh, I think sometime in August, Tim Hortons releasing or testing pizza in their markets because they can't just sell coffee and donuts anymore. <laughs> I thought, Curtis, you know what? I I I'm very curious. You and I kind of do a lot of food exploration in, on the show lately. I'm going to go find it. I googled. And I consider myself a pretty good Googler. Is that a is that a term? Googler? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Googler. There has not been any additions to that story since we reported on it back in August. There's not a list. No further reviews. I can't find anywhere any new news on where this pizza, elusive pizza, Tim Horton's pizza is served anywhere at least like i was just looking for somewhere in the city i thought you know what tomorrow maybe that's a fun thing to do kind of do a city adventure or maybe ride bike out there and give it a try nothing i can't find bubkiss on (laughs) and maybe that's a sign as well now i did find some tiktok videos but again tiktok culture is all about making tiktok videos so these people are making tiktok videos about them getting going there eating it and they've got the fun music or whatever music in the background they're not telling me where they're going or where mm-hmm. they are it's mm-hmm. like where which one are you at mm-hmm. now it yeah. mostly looks like suburban ones because they're all like drive-through and like nothing looks like city tim horns but right. disappointing curse disappointing yeah yeah it's, it's funny it's funny because when you mentioned it um you know sort of when we were just talking for a bit before we started recording 
I, I, I was my thought was like, oh, my God. Yeah, we we were kind of like really interested in, in trying it at some point. And then it just it well, just it just like I completely forgot about it. It seems the world completely forgot about yep. it. And it just kind of went into the void. And, and and Tim Hortons never followed up like you'd think it would be a thing that Tim Hortons would advertise. Hey, you want to try it? Come here. You know, I, yeah. I thought the whole thing was to create a buzz for it. And yeah, test the market. Well, it doesn't help when you don't tell me where they are. It's like you're also ashamed about having it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. So if anyone can message us and let us know where, that will be fantastic because I'd like to try it. But yeah, yeah, at this point in time, no new news. No one cares. That's really what it comes down to. Like like, like when they came up with the Tim Beeb stuff, you couldn't stop. You, you, they couldn't tell you enough about it. Oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> It's so weird that they come out with this product and just completely go radio silent. Maybe they should have asked Bieber to help them out and call it the Tim Beeb Pizza, Tim Beedza. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, or I guess if he was busy, they could get Sean Mendez maybe. But Okay. Well, Bieber, Sean Mendez, we got a little music segue. Thank you, Curtis, because that brings me up to my other point of a great internet find I found this week, which is this mashup video by uh, Bill McClintock, who does quite a few of these uh, mashup videos um, of kind of taking two songs and putting them together, mostly lyrics from one and then music from another and uh, doing a mashup. And he does this, you know, he does a video for it as well. Um, this one I found just because I keep taught, I've been talking quite repeatedly about my newfound fascination with Steely Dan. And I found this mashup. So let me, let me play a little bit from it. So that is two songs. It's Steely Dan's Look Look Again and Molly Cruz. Curtis, can you name that Molly Cruz song? It's uh, Looks That Kill. Yeah. Outstanding. Like, <laughs> it's pretty tight. It, it works really well. Yeah. I, I think it's uh, it's it's quite... Um, like I was laughing when you first uh, showed it to me just because... Yeah. It did seem to they they seem to go together, um, you know, like pretty pretty much seamlessly. But yeah. I wonder, like, if some of it. I mean, some of it is probably because this guy, you know, he's got Pro Tools and he can sync it up. You know, he can play with it a little bit. Um, but I wonder too. Is it's just like music, like especially like popular music. It has, you know, fairly fairly. Um, uh, sort of uh, similar building blocks. So even even songs that sound really different, like she's got the looks that kill and look again. Yeah, they, they still they still utilize like like uh, 
similar building blocks. Yeah. And so you can, so it kind of makes more sense when you look at it that way that you can kind of like, cause he does some crazy stuff. Like he, Matt, he, he, <laughs> He does the Pointer Sisters and Megadeth. Like he's got all kinds. Of- <laughs> well, well, I, I first I have to correct myself. So the I, I the mashup is called Look Again. The song from Steely Dan is Do It Again. Do It Again. Yes. Right. right. And it's yeah. and it's Looks That like Kill. So they thought Look Again. Yeah. You, no, no. I think you're right because there's another fa- um, pretty popular not mashup, but he's a he normally is a drumming instructor on YouTube. And but he lately he's been doing like these really weird stunt videos where um, he'll listen to a song that he's never heard before and listen to it maybe once or twice through, but usually once. And he'll deconstruct the song while listening to it the first time. And then he'll play along with it the second time only after listening to it once. And this is like he's usually like a jazz type drummer and he's never heard. And this is quite crazy he's you know because he's just not big fan of or never listened to metallica he heard enter sandman once and then the second time he played with it and he he did it impeccably (laughs) like so you're right i i think you know we're not musicians but yes there's a composition and there's a breakdown and i think yeah if you have those building blocks you can kind of pick up pick them apart and just kind of mash them that way and i think but it does take skill to pick the two songs right oh for sure for sure i would like to to put it to you like if you if you had to do a a mashup and all you were allowed was cancon from 1980 through 1999 what do you think would work Two songs that would oh that boy would okay yeah there's a match so eighties CanCon I think we talked about this song not too long ago it would be a band called Sheriff and their and their big um, oh what was their big song the ballad song that came uh, when I'm with you yes so Sheriff's when I'm with you and I'd have to pick something just like this where it has to be something hard hitting so maybe something by like Slipknot. Or do you, did you want something more modern? Was Slipknot is Slipknot CanCon? Oh, it, are, are, that's right. <laughs> okay, so maybe not double CanCon. Okay, let me let me let me, let me take the Slipknot. <laughs> we'll have to do some. Can you can you confirm that while I'm telling the story while I'm thinking about another band to mash uh, Sheriff with? Um, okay, so if we don't do Sheriff, maybe Sheriff with like Limp Biscuit. I think it's, it's still not CanCon. <laughs> No, no, sheriff's sheriff's. Oh, Canadian. sheriff is. Yeah. No, both bands have to be. Oh, both bands. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm. So that's the problem about recording on a Saturday. I'm like half in the bag here. Because okay. Like the, the members of Sheriff went on to to form two other Canadian, Canadian bands. Okay. Frozen Ghost and Alias. Okay, so so you want so Curtis uh, announce it again just for me. So you want two Canadian bands in that same era or one modern? You can go, yep, yeah, same era, and you can go from 1980 to 1999. Okay, so I'll go with uh, Sheriff still because I want Sheriff lyrics. I, I don't, I don't think I want their music. I want the lyrics from that song. Maybe I'll add it to what was that one horrible band? Is it Silver? 
like moist moist yes 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 moist they sing that to my sorry i got the i got the wrong maybe maybe i'll mix the two maybe that's the song the sheriff song with silver i can see it yeah i can see it they had that vocalist that sung up here right all the time like it was just never yeah yeah yeah, he he never could sing like a, a nice sit down there could never be a a a moist like unplug because he's singing up here right yeah yeah Okay, no, well, true. I guess quid, quid pro quo, Curtis. So uh, mine would be, uh, the music would be I Mother Earth's Not Quite Sonic. And then the lyrics would be The World Just Keeps on Turning by Candy in the Backbeat. <laughs> I like that. Candy. I think it would work. I think Candy. Work. Is, that, is, that, yeah. is that a Woodbridge call out? Right? She's from Woodbridge? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. Actually, yeah. can I can I can I renege on uh Moist? Because Moist just came to me because of just, you know, how high, like how crazy he was saying. I think can I if I were to do it again, ha, huh, just like uh steal just again, like call steal it. Yeah. Um we'll do Sheriff again. Uh-huh. With the tea party. <laughs> which 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 tea party song? I have no idea. Does it matter? Like it, 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 it all the songs it sound doesn't, the same. doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be something that 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 rips off mercilessly from the doors <laughs> and Middle Eastern music. Exactly. <laughs> or or may, or if if it was if it was a mix, maybe do the doors and tea party. <laughs> I saw an interview one time with uh, who is the guy who is the singer for the Tea Party Jeff Jeff, uh, Jeff Martin something like that and uh, he, he actually said that he he didn't understand the the comparisons between him and Jim Morrison yeah exactly so as you were saying Curtis it's a uh, apparently their song is dubbed Moroccan Roll. Oh, I might actually have to go back. What's that? I might have to go back and listen to that uh, first album, the Tea Party, a Splendor Solace. Uh, Is that? Is that? Oh, wow! Very good. Yeah, yeah. That's one with the river and uh, Save Me. And uh, what was the one? The the second album that was the one that had Fire in the Head and. The bizarre. What was that called? Like uh, I'm looking at it. It's called Transmissions. Oh, sorry. No, no, the, the edges of twilight. Edges of twilight. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I knew it was something. It was something very sort of. Uh, is it something very sort of like bad? Well, it's, it's 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 an attempt. It's an attempt to be coming to kind of carry on that prog rock. But dude, twenty years too late. Mm-hmm. I could yeah. totally see like yes, coming out with an album name like that. Right. Yeah, with a with a Roger Dean uh, illustrated cover. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh man. Okay, that's a that was a fun game, Curtis. Now the problem is now that we have to we have to actually attempt to mash the two together. I don't know if I'm technically sound to pull that together. So be interesting to see if it ever comes up. I wonder if you can do it on Audacity or like a free, <laughs> uh, a free, a free thing like that. You know, maybe like a deep fake type product. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Curtis. Continuing on our CanCon, I have another fun city quiz for you. And this is uh, something that both of us can relate to because both being Bramptonians at one point in time. So this is a quiz about the city of Brampton, Curtis. Mm -hmm. My birthplace. 
Yes. So I, both you and I, you know, have some connection to this. I, I've been, I grew up there, you know, all, all my, you know, public schooling was all done you, there. You, you grew up too in the, in the sort of like nice sort of part of Brampton, kind of near where, where Bill Davis lived, didn't you? Uh, well, no, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't kind of downtown. I was more in Peel Village. Oh, so Peel Village. Yeah. Area. Well, I was in Bramalee. So that was like, yeah, you know, that was, that, that was the, the other side of the tracks. <laughs> well, so I think, I think I have actually a, a, a question about that, but we'll, we'll see. Okay. So Curtis shoppers world, right? Yep. Institution of the city of Brampton. Mm-hmm. What? Did Shoppers World used to have a a water slide, b a zoo, or c an all you can eat Denny's? Either either Shoppers World or the Bramley City Center had an outdoor water slide at one point in time. So I'm going to say it's the the water slide. I remember going to a water slide at a mall. Curtis, you are correct. But the Shoppers World one was the going to announce it's the I don't know if it was the first, but it was the indoor water slide. So it operated year round. Ah, OK. Yeah. So I remember that that that's uh, I think that came up around 1984 when they built that thing. I remember one of the water slides. There was a there was a rumor, you know, like one of those old rumors that that somebody stuck a knife into the into the slide, like from the outside, and the kid slid down and then like got like his legs sliced open. No, it was all encased. I, like yeah. it, it was a glass top. So I think oh, it was. I think, no, it, was I th- it was like it was a children's fairy tale. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the- and and I think there were two different slides, but, but apparently they advertised as. 380 feet of twisting, turning excitement at Canada's first year-round water slide. <laughs> but yeah, you you could go there in your bathing suit in the dead of winter mm-hmm. and hit the water slide a couple of times. I don't, you know, to tell you the truth, I don't think I've ever actually gone into it because I'm not I'm not a ride kid. So I think it kind of freaked me out. I had friends that went and used it all the time, but I. I I remember it. I know where it was. I can totally envision it, but just, I don't know. Never. I didn't go on it. For some reason, and I think I'm thinking of the same slide, but for some reason in my mind, because this is how long ago it was, like 40 years ago or whatever, it was on the, it was, it was, it was outside in the parking lot, but this, but I think you're right. It was actually inside. inside. Yeah. No, it's all inside. There was, was it nothing. Right Pascal's outdoors. hardware. Oh, dude, that that you, you're going too far back for me. I, I, it was in kind of like a new section that was built in in uh, uh, Shoppers World. All oh, right. I can remember was I think it was near or next to what used to be the Canadian Tire. I think there was a Canadian Tire there at one point in time, right. and the Brant Meat Store. Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember the Brant. <laughs> okay, let's let's continue until you know we could always reminisce of the of, of the insides of Shoppers World, maybe in another episode. But I want to get through this quiz because we do have an episode to to record. Okay, Curtis, what two I think fairly famous um, restaurants had their start in Brampton? This is not multiple choice. You just have to pick two chain restaurants. And they are restaurants, not fast food outlets, if, you, if, if that will help. 
These are sit down places. So, uh, okay. Can I just ask for a quick hint? Do they both still exist? They both all exist, but both exist. And okay. there, there's multiple locations of, of both of these restaurants. Uh, Swiss Chalet. And the other one I was going to say was Mother's Pizza, but I don't think Mother's Pizza exists anymore. I, I, would, I, mean, I, would, cons- I would consider this the Applebee's of Canada, of Ontario. Oh, uh, Kelsey's. Close. That's my guess. Swiss Chalet Cl- Kelsey's. Yeah, close. But I, I, I've got to give you a fail horn for both of them. Uh, first one is the Mandarin. Ah, yeah. Okay. So the, the very first Mandarin was actually right on Queen Street, Queen and Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And I think their corporate headquarters uh, is still there. Like it's like Highway 10 and whatever. But uh, yeah, the Mandarin, you know, famous Chinese buffet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Started the restaurant in 1979. The second one. Um, I don't know. I think it was fair calling it the Applebee's of Ontario is Turtle Jack's. Oh, yeah. Turtle Jack. Yeah. I guess like Turtle Jack's. I, I thought it was only in Brampton, but I oh, guess no, no. I guess it's 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 moved on a little bit. Apparently, they've got 16 locations across Ontario. Wow. Yep. Uh, started in Brampton in 1992 across, across from the courthouse. <laughs> Ray Larson in here, Ontario or Highway 10. Yeah. Good wings, Turtle Jacks. Good wings. Yeah. Okay. I don't. Th- I, I can't say I've actually actually ever ate in one, but I, I I knew of it, and I think I knew like once. I think coming back from first year university, it was a big yeah place to hang out. <laughs> I was just like, why? It's a step up from Jake's Boathouse. Ah, yes. Good call out. Okay, so Curtis, Brampton was once known as the blank capital of canada is it donut flour as in the plant not you know (laughs) bags of flour or the lake capital of canada i'm gonna guess because uh there was a, a a sort of festival that they used to have called the pine and rose festival so i'm gonna guess it was the flower capital that is correct, Curtis. Very good. So apparently at one point in time, and I think they all closed down by the time you and I moved to Brampton, they had 140 greenhouses producing 20 million blooms of flowers. Wow. Yeah, so it was the largest cut flower business in North America at one point in time. They were all, they were all torn down for a... For, for for a new location for Turtle Jacks, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I, I think I think it makes sense. I think if you, th- I think across all of Dairy Road, I think those were all greenhouses at one point in time. Right, right, yeah. But uh, yeah, I started in eighteen sixty, and this is quite funny because Brampton only became, uh, I think, incorporated as a city in nineteen seventy four. I think. So, that know, sounds right. I think it was, yeah, because I think I remember it being like shortly after I was born that it became, um, became a city. Because then, because it, because I guess it, 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 uh, when it became a city, it took over like Bramley. Bramley was a, its own separate town, and then it became part of the city of Brampton. Okay, Cur- Curtis. Here's another one. Where did they get the name from Brampton? 
That was okay. That was from uh, Sir John Brampton, who is a British uh, commodore in in the in in uh, in in the, in the sort of uh, Hundred Years War, and he was famous for lighting a ship on fire and sailing it right into the middle of uh, the Spanish Armada. <laughs> Man, that's that's that it just writes itself, doesn't it? That's why that's why Brampton has so many fires. Well, just to let you know, uh, that is incorrect. So Brampton is named for its sister city in the district of uh, Cumbria in the UK. Oh, so there's a Brampton in the UK. Wow. Yep. So uh, was incorporated as a village in 1853 with only 50 residents, 1873 with 2000. Um, and then, you know, oh, geez, how many people are living in Brampton right now? Have they have they hit a million yet? Um, or I don't think to? so. But like but like maybe half a million because it's smaller than Mississauga, like population wise. And I don't think Mississauga is at a million yet. Oh, okay, okay. I don't think so. Well, anyway. They they have more real estate than Mississauga because they can still go north. Mississauga is kind of like locked in terms of yeah. I think estate. if you look at the, sort of like the Peel Regional Map, I think Caledon has the most real estate, but it also oh, yeah. the least developed. Yeah. Okay. One final question, Curtis. Famous part of Brampton, four corners of Brampton, right? Name for the four banks that were at one point in time on each corner. Um, at Queen and Main Street. Can you tell me the original name for the intersection? Was it Buffy's Corner, Turner's Corner, or Davis Corner for Bill Davis? Um, you you said Buffy's Corner with the most confidence out of those three. <laughs> oh, so did I, I give it away too much? I think I'm going to go with Buffy's Corner. Ah, uh, see, I I should have said it with a more of a straight face. Yes. Apparently, it was Buffy's Corner before uh, in the early 1830s because of Buffy's Tavern, which I think was in one of the corners Mm -hmm. in 1830. So, like, I could totally see it being like, you know, cowboy tavern, you know, maybe a little shootout happening. Yeah. Park your your horse. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. A bartender with, like, all kinds of information. Oh, yeah, for sure. That, That knows everybody. Yeah, only 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 talks if uh, you kind of throw in a few coins into his pot. Yeah, yeah. Curtis, the handlebar well. mustache. I, I think I think I think uh, I think you know those Brampton roots run deep for you, buddy. You did quite mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than the Turtle Jack's Mandarin one. Well, t- I mean, Turtle Jack's. I should. I, if I hadn't known Turtle Jack's was as widespread as as it is, then because I remember that being a Brampton institution. And Mandarin, Mandarin's a good one because the first Mandarin I ever went to was in Brampton and in fact might have been that very first location. Well, I'm sure if it was the first one and you were young, it was probably the only one at that time because I don't think they kind of grew until much later. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. All right, so congratulations on the Brampton quiz. Okay, so our so far our regular segment that we've been doing I hopefully I picked a good one for this one. This is the Am I the Asshole segment. <laughs> Always a fun segment, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so for this week, Curtis, am I the asshole for kicking my friend's fiance 
out of my birthday dinner. So this is the kind of common story. I think everyone has a friend like this, or maybe they've done it themselves, where um, this is a female friend who's writing the story, asking if they're the asshole, uh, about another female friend who got engaged or found a very good boyfriend. And I think I think this story, does the story say that they're engaged? Yes. Yes. And all of a sudden, the fiancé shows up at everything. Right. Mm-hmm. Because they I guess they used to have girls night out and, and they used to hang out all the time. But now the fiance is showing up to everything. And I guess they're just the whole story is about their, them being connected at the hip. So the story is here. The fiance is always there in all caps. I mean, every event my friend is invited to, he's there. Girls night out. He's there. Weekend getaway. He's there. Movie night with the gang. He's there. He is always there. We are all, so they're all single. So I think this is probably the the first friend that's getting married, right? Mm -hmm. So they're all single. He's the only guy when they meet up. I don't know, Curtis. Like, I think, you know, at one point in time, we've probably all experienced kind of a friend or maybe we're that, you know, person that shows up to everything. I don't know. Um, So I think... There was a, finally a confrontation because I think uh, it doesn't say the ethnicity of the person writing it, but I think they have some Jewish and maybe some uh, Muslim friends that because he shows up, they can't take off their head coverings, right? Right. Um, because of the religion. So apparently, you know, one time that broke the, the, the straw told them, Please don't invite him because of this. And, you know, he shows up and he says, oh, you know, no problem. Can't wait to be all with you. And he just shows up. Right. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Curtis, uh, what's your call? Well, th- this one's interesting because so I guess he showed up. She ke- she she kicked them out like her friend and the fiance. Um, and I noticed all of the comments and I, and I can see where they're coming from, say she is not the asshole because, and, um, and I understand this. She said, I want it to be a girl's, a girl's only event. And according to her, according to the story, the friend agreed with that and yet still showed up with the fiance. Um, who I guess they don't like. I don't know. Like, I, I guess um, I, I think I think that's the key because I think if they really liked the fiance, yeah, I don't think this would be as big of an issue. Yeah, yeah. But but continue. The, the one thing, the one thing uh, in the story, Larry, that 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 sort of makes me think it's not as cut and dried as the comments make it seem is that her friends said. You know who are the, her her girlfriends were there said that the poster was taking it too far and should have just let them in. So I don't know, you know, because we we don't know like how she expressed her, you know, how she expressed her wishes for him not to be there, or like how she kicked them out. Did she kick the, the like when she kicked them out? Was she like, I'm sorry, but like you know. I really want this to be a girl's night and, you know, or was she like, you bitch, you're always bringing their, you know, <laughs> stupid ass fiance around, get the F out of my, you know, 
I don't and know. Table flip, right? I don't know, but like it, she says in the thing that her friends thought she was the asshole. So if her friends are thinking she's the asshole, maybe, I mean, maybe it's maybe we've got uh, dueling assholes here. Uh, there is a small edit. So people were asking the person that wrote the article um, if this was the case while they were dating. So apparently, no, her fiance rarely showed up to anything when they were dating. It all started when they got engaged. So just to add that to the story for if anyone's trying to compute their opinion. Mm-hmm. Damn you, Curtis. I was going to say the same thing. I think in this case, it is a dual asshole <laughs> situation because the, the the person who wrote the article, like, listen, just let it slide. This mm-hmm. is your friend. Just let it slide. Let it go. The friend with the fiance should show some discretion. Yep, definitely. Right. But I think like, and, and I think because I think we were talking about this a little bit before, um, you know, before today, because we saw we we were, you know, sort of discussing this latest uh, Am I the Asshole post. And I think like, you know, you and I are kind of at the age now where, you know, we're we're used to. We're used to people being engaged. You sort of make f- you, you know, it's pretty common for I think people our age to make friends with, you know, our, 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 our friends, significant others, unless they're insufferable, you know, as long as they're tolerable, it's pretty common for us to like include them in whatever activities, you know, and the activities are now, are now more, more couple based, right? Every, like almost everyone we know is in a relationship, you know, with, with a couple of exceptions or, or maybe the second, or maybe the second marriage, (laughs) or maybe the second Whereas at this point in time, you know, I think like these these uh, people in this story are like 26 or whatever. So that's I don't think that's the case. And then, and so I think like, you know, there's there's not that, you know, you know, when it's when it's one person in the group who's bringing her boyfriend around and everybody else is single. You know, I can understand that it's, you know, I, I think we've we've been there before, right, where we've had the friend who we used to always hang out with and then and then and then they got like a girlfriend and then either you didn't see the guy anymore which was actually more common or yeah. the girlfriend came around to everything and you're just like Jesus Christ we just want to shoot some pool or whatever mm-hmm. you know so so yeah i can get why they don't necessarily want this guy around but like i i'm just getting the vibes that maybe she was a bit unreasonable in her you know in in making her point yeah i i think it's Grow up, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Grow up, people. So I think we're both in agreement. Asshole, but asterisks. Both people are assholes. Yeah, yeah. It was a good one. It was definitely a more challenging one. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm kind of more cursing you at, at, at kind of taking my same stance as double asshole. So am I the, am I the asshole for taking your? I should. I'm gonna post. I'm gonna post that on Reddit. In, in, in my in, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking because you beat me to the punch. So screw you, asshole. Okay, onto the headlines. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. So obviously, we're still going through death of Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Some weird headlines. Still. Still, exactly. Uh, Before I go to the headlines, because one of the headlines, obviously, uh, Dougie said no day off, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we have Labor Day, Day of Reconciliation. I don't know if you get the Day of Reconciliation off. No. 
Yeah. See, I work for an American company. They give it to me off because I, I kind of went, okay, sure. But I think a third one would be a bit much, especially at this short notice. No day offs for, for anyone here in, in Ontario. But uh, did you see the lineup to see? Yeah. It was what, 16 hours deep at one point in time, they were saying? Yeah, they had to cut. They had to cut it off. Even even David Beckham had to line up for like fourteen hours or something like that. They didn't oh. play favorites. Like, well, they did play some favorites. Ah, uh, geez. Like I, I think so. I think I think if you knew you if you knew someone, you, yeah. you could you could get it. You could jump the line. In any case, uh, yeah, that that's still going on. We don't get a day off, but uh, I don't know. I think I think the interesting story is into October when all this dies down and now we have King Charles. Yeah, that's, that's, right, that's yeah. going to be the interest. That's going to be in the interesting story to watch and we'll, we'll, we'll come back to it any case, but uh, let's, let's go on to more cucumber like headlines. This is something a bit more our speed. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and maybe, 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 you know, a segue from the tushy doctors find 55. Now, Curtis, I'm not, saying this wrong 55 five, five batteries in a woman's body highest reported number ever i i want to know what the previous high was <laughs> i don't is that a thing um I, and and i like how that they, they used this this excellent medical term about how they removed them surgeons milked <laughs> Four of the cylinders from her colon to her rectum, then retrieved them from the anus. Man, what? I so she obviously swallowed these triple A's. Yeah, it must be triple A's. You're not swallowing a D battery. She, she, I think there. It says here there were uh, yeah triple A and also double A, which are also pretty small, but but still, but still, yeah. Uh, this woman is 66. <laughs> What kind of freaky crap is she into? I, I yeah, I don't know. Um, I guess I guess it's a. I'm looking at the bottom, and I guess it's a, a form of self harm. Like uh, I, 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 is is it one of those things that you you go um, that's on the TLC channel about I'm addicted to whatever, and there's always like a person like oh I'm addicted to eating cotton balls or paper or whatever is, is it like some type of anxiety thing but the x-ray is disturbing how the batteries are all grouped like yeah and and, and i guess according to this article they're grouped in the most in, in in like the most benign way possible when you have 55 batteries in your body yeah because it didn't really cause any gastrointestinal issue right that's yeah. what the article is saying yeah 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 so they were able to remove 46 of them through a uh, surgery to the uh, through the abdomen, and then had to had to milk, as you mentioned earlier, the rest of them through the well, anus. Yeah, and uh, here's another quote: "To the best of our knowledge, this case represents the highest reported number of batteries ingested at a single point in time." Oh, oh, so that was so it was 50, 55 <laughs> all at the same time. Well, that's the thing. Like I. Like, I don't know, is it a thing? Obviously, they didn't get into talking to this woman about why she did it and whatever, but just saying how horribly dangerous it is. Oh, I was going to say, if you look at the picture, also, um, she's pretty brand agnostic when she's eating these back batteries. Because I oh. just some Duracell, Energizer, yeah. 
um, Polaroid, uh, some some fire cell. Yeah, runs the gamut. Well, you know, hey, no discrimination, and you know, Duracells and Energizers are not ex- not cheap, buddy. So it yeah. could cost fifty five Duracells. That that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, okay. I mean, that's what that's what I think is kind of a, a bit strange as well is that like if you're eating them all at once for whatever for whatever reason, like I just didn't expect to see such a variety. Like I thought, like because because like that's something that you have to sort of like you you have to commit to that, right? You have to commit to eating fifty five batteries at once. So I just thought you would have bought like a pack, you know, and and. And just uh, ate them, but this is like all kinds of different batteries that this person would have had to go and amass somehow, and then and then eat them all. Now, something else I want to point out at the bottom of the article, like I can understand putting the suicide prevention because maybe that was a thing, maybe that was one of the motives, and that's why they don't want to mention it. But one of the the links at the bottom is if you're struggling with an eating disorder. I don't know if this is constitutes as an eating disorder or doesn't. Uh, I don't Batteries know. Batteries are not meant to be eaten, period. Like this is something else, right? Like this it, is. Yeah. I, 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 it is. It's a weird, it's a weird story. It's a very weird story. Oh, um, you're telling me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So here's another uh, interesting article as always. Headline is, armed man arrested after declaring Trump President King at Dairy Queen. Yeah, he said he wanted to kill Democrats and liberals. <laughs> Those dastardly liberals who would, who would interfere with the, with the U.S. monarchy that this guy was starting to establish. So apparently the Dairy Queen manager reportedly told police that he showed up visited the eatery earlier and placed $120 on the counter as a tip for non-Democrats. I, I didn't realize that uh, Dairy Queen was a, uh, 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 a central point for uh, coronation. Well, I think, yeah, I think Dairy Queen is a monarchy. <laughs> I think that's maybe yeah, you why. Throw, you can't throw that queen term yeah. Yeah. All around, right? Yeah. Haphazardly. No, no, you know, you got to have, you got to be able to back it up. Um, yeah, the Dairy Queen, you know, has, has subjects and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a full thing, but, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. I, I would, you know, maybe, maybe like four or five years ago, I would have been surprised at this story. And now it's just sort of like, oh, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Exactly. Somebody's <laughs> proclaiming Trump king at a at a fast food restaurant. Dairy Queen, no less. So, Curtis, what was the last time you were at a Dairy Queen? Um. Well, we've had. I can't remember the last time like I ate inside a Dairy Queen. We did have some Dilly bars over the summer. Like we went and, and got like a box of Dilly bars. So I've I've eaten Dairy Queen relatively recently. Huge but, fan of the Blizzard. Huge fan. Yeah, I like a Blizzard. Yeah. I actually, I, I maybe I don't know how. Maybe it was pre-pandemic, and took little man there for like their burger and fries. I must have had a coupon. Like, why would I go there for burger and fries? I must, I must have had a coupon. And um, it's it's all right. Like it's it's the food is passable. Like, you know, 
the hot eats as opposed to the cool yeah. eats. But still, huge fan of the Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Huge fan. I like. I like a lot. Actually, our our wedding cake was a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Oh, yeah. nice! It was. Did you get sweet. like? Did you get like an interesting shape? Uh, it was a circle. Oh, okay. So you didn't get like a a watermelon shaped ice cream cake? No, no. It was just a circle, but we did get like uh, a uh, a a lovely message put on it. Ah, oh, very good, very good. Yes. Well, that's that's the headlines. Um, Curtis, last week it was, or maybe it was almost two weeks ago. Maybe I um, was D twenty three. So that's um, Disney's big expo, fan expo for themselves, Comic Con for themselves, and you know where they announce everything Disney, right? From amusement park announcements to video games to. Uh, movies and obviously things streaming on Disney Plus. So we thought we'd just kind of run down the list of Marvel announcements. Uh, so um, this is a movie that we knew about, right? It's The Marvels, right? Starring yep. uh, Brie Larson. So this is the second in that series. Um, also co-starring uh, Iman, uh, I hope I don't butcher her name, uh, Velanali. Vel... Vel- I think Bel- it is Velani. Bel- Velani, yes, uh, from Ms. Marvel. So that would be interesting. Yeah, um, yeah, Ca- Canada's own. Uh, yep, Iman Velani. Yeah, that should be good. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it got set up by that the last scene of the Ms. Marvel TV show. Uh, uh, sort of introduce reintroduces Brie Larson into the uh, into the MCU and sets it up. So that should be fun. Now that's that's going to be a full length movie, but uh, this one's going to be streaming on Disney Plus is Echo. So this is the return of the Maya Lopez character in her solo series, already marking the return of Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. So obviously that scene that we see in we're in Hawkeye, Hawkeye, you know, yeah, yeah I, something happened. I guess who knows? We'll we'll have to find out. And also, it sounds like uh, there will going to be a Daredevil crossover as well in that. Yeah, and um, yeah, Daredevil's getting his his own show. That's right. That was uh, also announced. Yes. Yeah, Born Again, which was uh, I think was that a Frank Miller was that a Frank Miller uh, run? Very uh, good, Curtis. I was I was just about to point out that is correct. That is from the Frank Miller kind of trade paperback series or 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 short run. Now, did you enjoy the Daredevil show on Netflix? Um, I watched a bit of it. I think I I, I liked him. Yeah. And I think I liked it when they also combined Jessica Jones and and they did the def- uh, short run of the Defenders, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was the I thought it was the best of those Marvel shows. Uh, oh on yeah. Netflix. And yeah, and and Charlie Cox was really good as Matt Murdock slash Daredevil. So I'm looking yeah. forward to this. So so we got a little teaser in the last Spider Man movie, mm-hmm. right? Of his return, I think next week in She Hulk he makes his return again in costume you know both being lawyers yeah that's right <laughs> i i wonder if they're going to be in court together and then they're like fighting each other out in court but then they're like teaming up at night fighting crime yeah i think so i hope so <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd enjoy that this is the i guess season two but maybe no uh bucky is captain america new world order is that is that a TV show or a movie? 
I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I was under the impression that they wanted a, a, a Sam Wilson movie. But any any case, Blake T. Nelson will return, you know, just like uh, Abomination, right? You know, 14 yes. years away, you know, he's back as the villainous, the leader. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's pretty funny that that because, you know, that uh, that was one of the first movies of the MCU, but it's also one of the mo- more forgotten ones. Mm-hmm. This one, both you and I, I think are excited for uh, Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. So yes. this is another ensemble of unlikely heroes or non-heroes. Uh, so this is. The roster of the Thunderbolts with Yelena, Red Guardian, Bucky Barnes, uh, Taskmaster, and the Ghost, and also Madame Hydra herself, played by Julia Dreyfus. Mm-hmm. And uh, an USA agent. Oh, yes, right. And yes, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I think looking forward to that. Yeah. Again, not sure if it's a movie or if it's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm not sure on that one, but yeah, I think it, uh, it 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 it's an interesting lineup to me. I think it should be fun. This one, this next announcement, I'm all in for, and that is Loki season two, mm-hmm. where the last we see is Loki is in uh, another uh, universe that's not his own, where Kang is the. Uh, leader of the uh of the time cops yeah time authority right yeah timeline authority oh what were they called again sorry oh i forgot the name was the something authority right time yeah, authority it was, it was like the time the time yeah it was something like the time authority. well we you know what i mean it's, i know it yeah uh yeah i that i'm looking forward to right so we're gonna see kind of the whole kind of the cast returning right except the one who remains is actually Kang. So he he's he's returning um, to that series, but as Kang the Conqueror. This one's also an interesting one, Werewolf by Night. But it's I think it's only a, a short-term Halloween special. Yeah, it's going a, to be released. A special presentation. Hmm. I think, well, some of these other announcements are not announcements because they're, we know they're coming out. Ant-Man, Wasp, Quantumania... Uh, I think they also talked about Wakanda Forever because that's these are all kind of coming out in Secret Invasion. Um, I think one thing that is on the list that I thought um, was kind of interesting was uh, they're giving Don Cheadle a show, right? Armor Wars. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then his contract is up after that. Um, so there's some speculation on whether or not he will continue to make... Uh, uh, make movies with Marvel. He says um, if the project is right, he'd like to keep doing it, but who knows? Yeah, you know, I, uh, we'll he's, see. You he's, know. he's been in tons of stuff, so like, you know, uh, yeah, he, he, maybe like, he moves, maybe he's like Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Chris Evans and moves on. Or, But let's, let, let's face it, he's already an accomplished actor. He can get whatever role he wants. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, it's a seriously good paycheck. Like, how... How can you say no to that? Especially, you know, he he's not a young guy anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're kind of in your... How old is Don Cheadle? He must be in his 50s, right? Uh, yeah, I would think so, yeah. So if you're in your 50s, wouldn't you just want to earn a paycheck at this point in time? Right? Like you and I are, quote unquote, in our... what What is called our peak earning years, right? 
Yeah, are we? I think so. Oh, that's a surprise to me. <laughs> all right, so that's D23 Marvel. I don't want to talk about the Star Wars stuff because it gets me all depressed, Curtis. You know, being the, a Star the, Wars. The fan. other thing, the other thing, one one other thing that kind of looks interesting. I don't know how they're going to do it. Is that is the um, the video game that they announced, uh, which is going to take place uh, during World War II and will mm. star uh, Captain America and Black Panther. Yeah, I thought you were going to say the 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 their version of Pokemon Go, but yes, there was that. Uh, kind of i guess i think it's supposed to be like a bit of a spy throw maybe i don't know if it's hitman but almost like kind of throwback to the tom clancy games maybe i don't know if it if they if they make it like a good single player game like guardians of the galaxy was i'll, I'll be i'll be definitely interested okay well we'll just have to look out for it mm-hmm. but speaking about video games i want to kind of quickly touch upon uh one thing because uh, we'll call this segment the replay because well not re, even a replay but revisiting it for the first time famous uh franchises that really people like you and i should have played but we never got around to it i i'm gonna start this off i'm gonna confess i've never played any of the last for us series right like how big was that title for ps3 oh Ooh, yeah right? it was, yeah it was a uh, it was a uh, huge uh, critical hit and and commercial hit yeah where you know people were uh is it the, the character ellie was basically um they, they basically took the image of then uh ellen page right mm-hmm. yeah pretty much and people kept asking oh did they you, did they use her and i was like i i even for me coming and playing the game for the game i was like yeah i could totally see why they thought it was ellen page or uh, mm-hmm. Elliot now, but uh, yeah. then Elliot. Uh, um, you know what? Let me just cut to the chase. So yes, I, I confess, never played it. PS4, never even thought about re- revisiting it. The second episode, a second part came around. Again, critically claimed. Huge title for uh, Naughty Dog, right? That's that's who yes. uh, developed it. You know, it's 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 like a pillar in in that. Never played it. Thought, okay, you know what? I'm gonna play it i'm gonna play through it on the original ps3 uh you know what yeah i'll give it to it hype there love the story gameplay i had issues with it because it's it is an older game so things that folks that would be used to playing using in a third person style game uh especially the ones that are so mature now like god of war ghost of tsushima like those titles, even um, Red Dead. Man, the controls on Last of Us, I was I was like cursing it. <laughs> For the first two hours, I was just like, why? Why? <laughs> and of course, I can't change it. Um, now, they, they've subsequently, again, how big of a hit. I finished Last of Us. They announce and release a remake on ps5 using all ps5 technology it looks fantastic will i go back and play it one more time Uh, probably not because they want a hefty 90 bucks for it curtis yeah and i think you were telling me that if you owned it for ps3 when they brought it to ps4 you were entitled to it right yes Was was that the deal yeah i got a free upgrade yeah 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 uh unfortunately this not the case. If you no. owned PS4 version or bought a PS4, you do not get the PS5 version. It is, I think it's considered a standalone because 
of the huge graphical change. I think there's actually also added bits in the game and new new things that happen in game. Also, more importantly, one of the things that kind of write about it is uh, modernized controls and <laughs> gameplay. And I was like, yeah, you better have. <laughs> Um, yeah. But one thing I want to confess, and I think this is the really the crust of the story here, Curtis, is in order for me to, because th- I was thinking, you know, I want to complete this game in the six days I was at the cottage. I um, I decided to go into story mode, right? Because mm-hmm. I wanted to play through and, and, you know, catch the full story because it is good. It's a huge story driven game. Um, I turned the difficulty down. Right, I turned it to I guess the whatever the easiest, so I can kind of play through and and absorb the story. Now it still took me I don't know. I wasn't playing nonstop and ignoring everything else in my vacation, but I I, I probably completed it in a matter of five days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about it, but I think. I'm. I can reconcile, especially at my age at this point in time, as a video game, older video game player. I would rather do that for these heavy story-driven games, because I find that if I'm stuck at something, I'll either get frustrated or I'll quit the game, and then I'll never know what happened to our hero. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I play through it on the easier, quote unquote, I'll call it story mode, not easy, because it, I still made mistakes, I still died. But I don't think it would have been I would have I wouldn't have spent like so many hours in one spot. And I think for these story driven games, I think that's totally fair because you kind of want to continue the narrative. Right. It would be like reading a novel that you're enjoying, but you had to put it down for a while and coming back and rereading the same two pages because you keep getting distracted. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's funny because I think now a lot of games, yeah, they don't call it easy mode. They do call it story mode. They try to, you know, um, they don't make it uh, as as emasculating if you want to go into that like lower difficulty level. I'm I'm still sort of like I always try to to play on normal. I don't go into hard or extreme, but I haven't towed it down. But I I I have thought about it recently and I've heard other people who have played video games for a long time, you know, kind of at this time in our lives, we don't really have anything to prove, you know, I fi- I finished Elden Ring so I can still play video games, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I think like it's, it's a good option to have um, simply because I've definitely found myself in that very situation that you that you just articulated where I'll get stuck on a boss fight or I'll get stuck in a certain sequence and then I'll I'll like put it down and then another game will come along and then I will never finish it. Um whereas I think like if if uh I embrace the story mode and and as we were talking about before, I've already kind of like made changes in the way I sort of consume entertainment in that I always have subtitles on now at all times. <laughs> I did it once and then now I just always have it on as a safety net because I can't hear the dialogue as well as I used to. Um, so yeah, I think I, th- I, I, I love, I love the idea of story mode. In fact, I think the next time I get like a big 
narrative driven game that's what i'm gonna do and not to say that it was quote unquote like when i'm going through last of us on the easy mode it wasn't like i was in god mode and Mm -hmm. i wasn't dying and i had loads of ammo i was one-shotting bosses sub bosses or even like just the fodder Mm -hmm. like it was it was still a fight yeah yeah you're right maybe if i played it on the normal difficulty it would it should have took me longer or they would have done more damage to me and i had to be more efficient with my with my with my combat but i I wouldn't say it was like a complete cakewalk yeah so it's it's more it takes out it's more the the way the way it's sounding from from how you're saying it is it is it takes out some of the frustrations um and and sort of you know you're still playing the game you're still you're still having to fight bosses you're still having to employ strategy but it takes out some of the frustrations well it also takes out some of the uh, what i would think is the uh at the higher levels or maybe the bosses the hand the the handicap that you automatically take right meaning they do more damage to you and you do less damage to them right right so you, you a lot of games just do that just because you know well well you're fighting the boss so therefore you have a handicap and it they have the advantage so i think there's none of that that kind of has been taken and everything kind of even keel so again you know there are some some zombie fights where the hordes were coming and we had to kind of fight within like a locked area I had to do it a few times because I had to figure out, you know, where I had to stand, what weapons I needed, how efficient I needed to be. But it was one of those, it would take me maybe two or three tries versus 10 tries. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know. Yeah. So, you know, hey, like you said, I, I, you know, I would rather, and you can kind of see the language in there. They're calling it story mode versus easy to not not make you feel bad, like mm-hmm. you said, to not masculate you and say, yeah. "Way to go, wimp!" Yeah, we were talking about how, like, uh, in in um, uh, the old Castle Wolfenstein games, like for the three eighty six, and uh, when you were choosing your your um, skill level, if you chose like the easiest one. It was the the hero BJ uh, Blackowitz, but he had like a soother, and it was called "Don't Hurt Me." And then yeah. the 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 other um, uh, difficulty levels as they progressed, he looked more badass until like the last one was called "I Am Death Incarnate," and he's got yeah. like smoking red eyes and stuff. Now it's story mode, normal mode. And then like advanced mode or something like that. You know? Well, yeah, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to trigger anybody, right, Chris? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. Well, that uh, that ends another episode. Thank you for listening. You can catch Curtis and I weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, basically everywhere you can find your podcast or get your podcast. If you have an opportunity to give us a rating or comment on that platform please do hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode curtis any last words on this saturday night um i think uh it's quite possible that next time we do a podcast i'll be a dad so you will be this is you're listening to the last 
existentialist cucumber where I don't have a dependent. <laughs> I guess that's one way of looking at it. You know, a government dependent. <laughs> well, congratulations to you and Heather. And you guys will make fantastic parents. And just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. Good luck while I'm working from home.